This week's sponsor of the Namaste podcast is Send a Scroll, the coolest new service to show your loved one that you care. Love. Send a Scroll is a service that allows individuals to send personalized scrolls to anyone for any occasion. Personally, I think this is perfect for all medieval times lovers out there, Harry Potter fanatics, and pretty much everyone that has ever prayed for their boyfriend slash girlfriend to do something super romantic. <laughs> me. <laughs> you guys have heard me talk about the five love languages, and this service combines two of the languages in one, words of affirmations and receiving gifts. You get to write a heartfelt love letter as well as send a beautiful scroll that can be kept forever. It's a memory that lasts a lifetime, so that's pretty cool. This is also an amazing act of kindness to spread joy to someone else's life. And that's what this season of giving is all about. Just for being a partner with Namaste, Send a Scroll is offering a 10% discount on all of their products. They have recently launched a holiday bundle, which includes the custom royal scroll and a handcrafted nutcracker ornament. It's so cute. I've seen it myself, including also free shipping for all North American deliveries. Place your scroll order before December 17th, and they also guarantee to arrive by Christmas Day, which is awesome. So visit sendascroll.com and use my code NAMASLATE for a 10% discount when you check out. So boyfriends or girlfriends out there listening, do yourself a favor and send your significant other the cutest loving scroll. You know how many brownie points you're going to get from this? <laughs> It'll probably be a good Christmas after this, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast that believes in uplifting the soul, connecting self-help ideas to extraordinary success. So today on the show, I have a very special guest. His name is Brian Meisner. He is an agent at The Characters. And, you know, I've been talking a lot about all the different guests I've had recently. I've had actors, I've had directors, producers, but I have yet to have an agent. So I am thrilled to have you here. Welcome. Great to be here. Thank you so much for oh. inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to start off with, uh, I, I did a little bit of research on you, okay. and I noticed that you have been working at the characters for 17 years. Is that correct? Yes. And Well, actually, it's 18. Uh, 18? Oh, actually, no. Uh, I've been an agent for 17 years. I've been at the characters for 23 years. Wow. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that you worked your way up. You started as an assistant or? As a receptionist, actually. Receptionist. Yes, yeah. I was a waiter for a long time and I wanted to get out of that. And I, and I asked a friend of mine uh, who I knew had worked at the characters years ago. And I said, you know, if you ever hear of anything, you know, there, just let me know. And literally two weeks later, their receptionist quit. Wow. So she called me and said, is that something you'd want to do? And I was like, oh, I have no idea, but sure, I'll try. So I met Larry uh, Goldhar, who owns the company, and, and uh, he was a, a lovely man. And he you know, brought me in and he asked me if I'd ever been a receptionist before. And I said, no. And he <laughs> said, have you ever worked in an office before? And I said, no. <laughs> he said, have you ever answered phones before? And I was, no. And he said, oh, I'll hire you anyway. Well, yeah. how nice of him. So I started on the Monday, and this was before uh, voicemail. Oh. So it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're very young. <laughs> Let so me you, conceptualize you no this. Yeah. At yeah. some point, there wasn't even voicemail, so you had to be there to pick up the phone at all and times. And you had to write down messages on little 
pieces of pink Jeez. paper and Jeez. we had stacks like this high and and yeah some <clears throat> yeah it was it was pretty crazy and so there's 15 lines and i had to it just they would not stop ringing so wow was, yeah, pretty crazy. that's so interesting and how did it how did you end up transitioning into an agent from being a receptionist well i, I did that for two years and then uh one of the assistants to the agents uh left so they asked me if I wanted to be an assistant and oh. I was like sure okay <laughs> so I did that for three years to two agents and it was it was a very busy time in Toronto like mm. just insane mm. I was literally working like eight to eight almost every day wow just so busy here hmm. and uh and this was before computers <laughs> so it was I know, I know, <laughs> I know, right? That's how old I am. Um, it was a lot of faxing, you know, faxing wow. size and hmm. faxing the breakdowns and all that sort of stuff. So it was pretty hectic. And then after three years, um, Larry asked if I wanted to be an agent, and I said, okay. Wow, yeah. that is so interesting. And so, so okay, so they you didn't have computers then, and you didn't, and so you fa like everything got faxed. Yeah, casting would fax us the sides ah. for the auditions, and then we would have to fax them out to all the actors. Huh. Or if the actor didn't have a fax machine, they would come and pick up copies of it. So did you have to... So how, how did you coordinate auditions then? It was all through fax, or uh, you, like did you fax in the headshots and all that as well then? No. Back then, <clears throat> they had a service called RDO, and they would pick up... We, we would get the breakdowns in the morning, huh. and we would type them all up, and then we had this huge uh, room with all the pictures and resumes. Huh. So we would pull the packages together and then put them up at the front where this driver would pick them up at 1 o'clock oh. and then take them to the casting people and they would open them all up, go through all the submissions, and then start calling us with auditions. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty hectic. What a process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what do you think has changed? Because you said it was really busy back then. It's not, is Toronto not as busy now? Well, it, it is this year. That's for sure. This yeah. year's just been, well, it's the busiest year I've ever had. Yeah. As, as an agent. It's just crazy. Is that because of like Netflix, like spending a lot of money yeah, in Canada I mean, sort of thing? then it was busy because a lot of the networks like ABC and CBS and NBC, they were sort of like the primary networks. This was before, you know, Netflix or even HBO, really. And um, they would do their own movies of the week. And that oh. was pretty much the, sort of like the Toronto bread and butter was these movies of the week. Right. So they would do 60 to 70 every year. Hmm. And just because of our size, we had a lot of that. So that's why it was busy. Now it's busy because hmm. of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and, right. and you know, like the... the broadcast networks like NBC and stuff, they don't really do that kind of thing anymore, the movies of the week. But right. Netflix does and Hulu does and Hallmark does and yeah. Lifetime. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, Hallmark alone does about 90 movies of the, of the week a year. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's actually one of my dreams to be in a Hallmark movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people every Christmas. I watch pretty much everyone. <laughs> I, I, I have a guy that does, uh, does several of those Christmas movies. Really? And, and he's on a, a Hallmark series, too. No uh, way. Right Which now. series? When Calls the Heart. Okay. Yeah. haven't seen yeah. that one yet. I'm addicted to uh, The Good Witch. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very popular. I've had a lot of people on that show. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, That's it's, really uh, cool. it's very, uh, very busy. There's just so much product being put out there. You know, it's, it's funny. We, we thought, oh, you know, it's going to slow down everything. You know, Netflix is going to take over and stuff. But it just sort of 
got everyone else pushed to, to mm. produce more stuff. So Right. Yeah, it does seem like every actor friend that I know is creating their own thing and producing their own thing nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The opportunity is there, you know. Netflix yeah. is willing to pay, you know, some really decent money for product. So. Oh, so they, okay. So I actually thought that Netflix was kind of just investing in their own thing. So their, their, their money's going into investing other people for their, Both. yeah, oh. they're doing their own productions. They're also doing co-productions Wow. and they're also buying products that are already finished. Hmm. So it's a little, little bit of everything. Would you say that it's, uh, it, it's fairly easy to maybe get a meeting with Netflix or to be able to pitch them something? If you have the right, um, representation right you know that they have sort of a track record you know with with a a big producer a big network right then yeah they're usually pretty open about that okay cool oh that's very interesting i miss those movies of the week i'm not i'm a little bit older than you may think (laughs) (laughs) what what were they called the t it was like tm was it tmz no it wasn't tmz what am i saying um tnt do you remember the tnt movies yes yeah or i guess just the channel would play movies nonstop. but back in the day they would have something literally called like the ABC Saturday Night Movie or ah. the NBC Thursday Night Movie, that kind of thing. Right, yeah. right. Oh, very interesting. Okay. Well, I actually have a couple fan-submitted questions, and it kind of is in alignment with what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so one of the uh, fans, his name is Ray, he wanted to know if you see a trend of actors' careers possibly maybe getting hurt because of social media. Is that something that you Not uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, not uh, at the volume that it happens in the States. Um, but that is definitely something we discuss with clients and okay. we are aware of. And and productions also discuss with clients when they get hired. Right. They, sometimes they have like a package. This is our social media package. And ah. please read this over and be aware because they don't want mm-hmm. you to, you know, put stuff on there and spoil surprises and things like that. So sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something we're definitely aware of and, and monitor. You know, mm-hmm. I have some, some people that have, you know, Instagram and stuff, and they're very popular. So I sort of keep an eye on that, you know, make yeah. sure they're not putting anything they shouldn't be putting out there. Yeah. Would you say it's a bit of a requirement nowadays? Because I've heard different stories. Some, some people say, absolutely, producers are always looking at the Instagram nowadays. If you have a following, it's better in terms of business. And then some say, nah, it doesn't matter if you're talented, you're talented. I would, I would say if you're doing something substantial, mm. then I would get on social media. And right. you certainly don't have to post every day and, you know, have your entire life out there. Right. But I, I would think, you know, something would be helpful anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, okay. It, it really depends what you want. I mean, there's some people that don't have it and have no desire for it, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to have that interaction then it's fine yeah well i mean rachel mcadams has been doing quite fine without social media Absolutely. she's one of them right yeah i love um she's just always hanging around in toronto have you ever heard of uh, rachel mcadams biking in toronto people just always seem to <laughs> oh well, talk yeah about i mean that. we uh, we have mutual friends and oh, do you? always just you know having dinner on queen street yeah. You know? yeah which is kind of really cool right because then she gets to live the normal life as well so i think that's the great thing about toronto and canada really is we don't really get starstruck you know that kind of thing that kind of yeah. crazy kind of thing people are just really nice and oh right. hey i like your work or whatever just very 
casual. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like uh, it also, you know, you would think it'd be more in L.A., but uh, the couple times that I've been to L.A., it seems like people are kind of numb to it and they just don't care either, possibly. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the times I've been there, it's like you see, you know, famous people at the, you know, department store. Yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Or, you know, just walking down the street. So. Yeah. I saw, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The Irish guy that's, uh, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> really good looking. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Wow. I'm very mind. good at this game. I, Great. I have a couple of friends that do that to me all the time. Who's that blonde, you know, that was in the thing and we saw her and I'll go, oh yeah, okay, I know you mean. That, well, that was very little, little information, <laughs> so you've impressed me. Yeah, you're definitely a bit psychic. Yeah, I saw him at Starbucks and I was like, okay, this is really cool. Should I say something? But I just, I tried to play it cool and I didn't say anything, so. Shut up, though. Yeah, I, that, ha- <laughs> that has happened to me in New York quite a bit. And uh, I usually go to New York with my sister and we always see famous people like really? in the park or in a bar or whatever. And we just we just grab each other's hand and go like, mm. so we look, but we don't say anything. We're just <laughs> like, oh my god, Susan Sarandon, right there. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's well. Steve, that's Steve that's Bushini kind of wild. On the subway, you know. Wow. Yeah. See, I always yeah. see reality show stars. I always oh. see like the Bachelor stars. <laughs> I'm like, can't believe I know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch any of that kind of stuff. So really, yeah. good for you. Nice. Good for you. It takes up too much I of don't my have time. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. I just I need to cut back. It actually it t- it wastes too much of my of my time. I really shouldn't. I shouldn't watch it. Okay. So um, I, another question. What what do you look for in a client when you are looking for talent I mean I guess because you started as a receptionist and then you became an agent did you so I know I'm bundling in a bunch of questions but did you uh go like just scouting for talent because you were starting from nothing initially yeah Yeah. because I had I had no one so I was sort of slowly started to build the roster and and because fortunately for me because I'm with the characters it comes with a reputation so a lot of people submitted Right. To me. Right. So I could sort of pick and choose and stuff. And now, you know, I'm at a point where I, I've built this roster and I'm very selective about who I take on and where they fit. Uh, I don't like to have a lot of conflict on the roster. So I don't like to have a lot of people that are the same. Right. Um, though, you know, it's funny. I started, I have a lot of clients that have been with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I have these guys that started with me in their very, very early 20s hmm. and they weren't really anything alike. But now they're, 30 and they've played brothers twice really because now they're so alike <laughs> it's sort of weird how that happened but it uh, they evolved um <laughs> so yeah i i, I uh, selectively look for, I for clients and i go to um i don't know if you know what the theater showcase is mm-hmm. uh, oh you do okay mm-hmm. did you go to theater school I well, I went to Wexford School for the Arts. It's a it ah, was a high school. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. I know very well. Yeah, amazing reputation. Yeah. Yes, I've well, seen a lot a, of their shows. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of actors from like from my class and from previous years. Are, they're all sh- Sheridan. Or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. Um, so I I go to the big uh, showcase in January and see all the schools, all the graduating schools, oh. and, and see. And once in a while, you know, you will, because I remember the fr- I think it was the first year I was an actor. I mean, I was an agent. Um, was the year that Rachel McAdams graduated from York. 
And you saw her? Yes. That? We cool. all did. Yes. Wow. And we all went, oh my God, who is this girl? And of course, she already had an agent. Right. So we were just dying. But right. you, just, you, you just know mm-hmm. that is a star. They have like this glow about them. They really do. You can spot it. Really? And it's happened to me a couple of times. I've been very fortunate. Wow. I got this guy right out of George Brown. And uh, yeah, he's been working pretty steadily. Since then, yeah. It's it, it's a vibe, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's a combo of everything. You know, it's it's looks and skill and charisma and all that sort of stuff coming together. You know, right? And someone on paper might not look like that. You might not get that. You know, right? But to see them <clears throat> up there, and even it's like two minutes. You know, but you just know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that because um, I think it's probably difficult to decipher who's good just based off of a resume or even a demo reel. Because I I feel like sometimes in person, when you meet someone, you you can get a better vibe of how they are and it's if you'll work, right? And I've I've seen people with great, you know, pictures and resumes and then they watch the demo and then you find it lacking right. or the reverse that I've seen amazing demos right. and then you meet the person and they are not it <laughs> <laughs> uh, just doesn't work out it just doesn't work yeah. out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, right. well I have to I have to see do I want to spend a lot of time with this person do I want to put in all of this energy to get them out there of course and uh, you know I have to weigh that right so, Right. Very interesting. Well, you know, um, because I've had this conversation with a lot of, I have a lot of friends, some that are like, you know, very heavily working, Mm. some that are still part of non-union. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know how, like what makes the best demo reel. They're kind of just, you know, figuring it out for themselves. And I do think that probably is a make or break in terms of getting a, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I've, I've had people send me uh, demos with just classwork. Right. And that's perfectly fine. Ah. I mean, I'm looking to see how you look and sound and move on film. Right. So whether it's from a short that you did or from a, an actual series or from a class, you know, you can get a really good idea about right. it if, if that person is grasping uh, what they're doing. You know? mm-hmm. And of course, it depends how old they are, too. If they're 18, it's going to be different priorities and if they're in their late 20s and they've sure. been doing this for a while right you know that's how you can gauge it right and is it difficult to um like well i guess my first question should be does does the characters usually ever take on people that are non-union because i think everyone kind of starts off relatively non-union yeah yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know people right out of theater school they're mm-hmm. usually non-union right um or if they're pretty young whatever just starting out right. um so yeah, that's that's never a, an issue with us. Okay. The fact that they're coming to us non-union, but for the most part, we don't mm-hmm. do non-union work. We right. Yes, I, I did it. know that. Yes. So um, so yeah, they come to us, and then our job is to get them union work. Right. Right. So yeah, that's not a thing with us. Right. Well, I think most people want union, but you know, while well, you're waiting, I, I've for had this. You know, before I've had this discussion where people thought, well. You know, I, I'm working a lot in non-union stuff. I'm doing a lot of, you know, series and non-union oh. web series and stuff like that. So I'd like to continue to be non-union and then get permits when I need to for hmm. commercials or for a TV show. And, and I say, well, that doesn't work for me. Right, of course. Um, because 
yes, you can continue to work in nonunion, but your career will go like this. Right. You may have study work, but mm-hmm. it's not going to get anywhere. Right. It, I guess it depends on where your goals are, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, that was one of the fan submitted questions. Uh, how does a non-union actor break into the union world? And I guess it's just finding with, a with union a agent. agent. Yeah. yeah. Getting, <laughs> getting you a, a job, an actor job, and yeah. you do the permits and Bob's your uncle. I had a kid yeah. uh, out of George Brown like just two years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, he got, he was union within like two months. Wow. He got four jobs like right out of the gate. Yeah, it was so great. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, goals. Yeah. You never know. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So who would you say is your biggest inf- uh, inspiration? Like who has helped you become as successful as you have become? I would say, well, definitely Larry Goldhar, yeah. who, who uh, you know, started the characters. Uh, we just had our 50th anniversary. Amazing. Yeah. So he started it 50 years ago. And so... I learned a lot from him because he has this great reputation in the business, like he's a brilliant agent and very smart, but uh, also a lot of respect. You know, mm. he's very above board, very honest. You know, he'll get the best deal without being duplicitous about it, I guess. And then his daughter, Jennifer, took over when he oh. retired a oh. couple years ago. And she's the president now. Mm. And, I mean, no one works harder than she does. She's phenomenal. She has mm. an amazing roster of people and also is the president of the company. Wow. And she has three children. And Goals. She is, uh, <laughs> she's quite something. We call her the Wonder Woman because she really is wow. phenomenal. And uh, so seeing what she's done with, her, with the clients that she has, she reps Tatiana Maglani. So, oh. yeah, so, you know, people like that and Rafa Sutherland and just a lot of brilliant, brilliant actors. And she's done very well with them, wow. for them. Yeah. And so it's just great to work with someone like that. Yeah. You know, I can really emulate her. And she's probably the most diplomatic person I've ever met. Way more than me, that's for sure. Really? Yeah. Wow. She never gets upset. She's really good about, you know, putting people together and working things out sounds like a great leader she is quite admirable wow that's amazing because you know you don't actually hear that too often with leaders you hear oh especially with females actually oh they're bitchy or oh they have attitude issues you know she's so well respected in the business here in and in la i mean people know her they think she's brilliant so yeah definitely someone i and of course and i'm older than her which is embarrassing but not at all <laughs> everyone has their own journey i think this is true yeah, yeah. wow very cool okay so we have a, another fan submitted question <laughs> it would you say a large part of the industry is based on who you know someone was wondering that i wouldn't um of course it depends where you are and what you're talking about hmm. you know if you're if you're at a point in your career where you've had success and you want to you know, produce your own stuff. And I mean, definitely it helps to know. Like, you know, people at the network or, you know, producers, that kind of thing uh, that will help you. But I mean, when you're starting out, not really. Right. You know, I I mean, I guess if you can find a way to to meet with a, a great agent. Right. You know, or 
if you can find a way to get in front of a great casting person, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that would come into it. Like, you know someone that can sort of slip your picture and resume to someone. Right. That helps. But I think, I think if you can get a, a decent agent, they can do that for you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the so agent's it's job. Not, it's not as much as one would think. Yeah. Um, and I've, I mean, I've seen people at, I've gone to see fringe shows. I've, I, there's a thing called the monologue slam. Do you know mm-hmm. what that is? So I've been a judge there several times. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I've seen, and I think twice I've got people as clients from the slam. Oh. So hmm. you just got to sort of get out there and meet people and talk and, yeah, it's not so much a, you know, who who you know that will get you in the door. Sure. Yeah. 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 I don't necessarily think you need to be completely charismatic to to get in. That's that is kind of an agent's job, right? It's totally. to schmooze you and talk you up and yeah. whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like that's that's the point of an agent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fabulous. Okay. And um, do you have? A goal that you're working on right now so this is kind of I actually I meant to ask you to do this before we started the show but <laughs> we were guys we were having a nice quick little chat and then I just forgot so basically uh, during every show I do two things that are fun I I get my guests to write down a goal that they're working on and then we put it in the goals and dreams box to follow up in the future to see if you you know did the goal maybe I'll show you an email read it out on the show and yeah it's just a fun little thing that we do so be- because I didn't get you to write it down before. I'll just get you to say it. If there's something that you're working on, maybe health, wellness, uh, family, career. Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm always trying to uh, figure out how to uh, get away. Okay. For holidays and stuff. I rarely take holidays. Um, and it's a very busy, stressful job. Yeah. So I have to figure out how to do that. You mm-hmm. know? And my family is out west, so oh. I'm finally, on Saturday, going on a vacation for a week and sort of Amazing. traveling around BC to see everybody kind of thing. So that's sort of my goal is to figure out how to balance that more okay. and try not to live and breathe the business 24-7, Right. Uh, which I tend to do sometimes. Do you, uh, do you throw your phone away at night or are you one of those that constantly are answering emails? At all yeah, times? Uh, up until when I go to bed. And I go yeah. to bed pretty early because I get up really early. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, so, what's like a, well, what time do you get up usually? Five. Wow. Okay. I knew it. In my <laughs> head, I was like, he's definitely a 5 a.m.er. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're at the office by six, seven? Well, no. Luckily, we don't have to go in. I mean, in the old days, definitely, I was in very, very early. Wow. Because um, I didn't even have a computer at home. Right, of uh, course. But now I can do a lot at home before I even get there. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I start answering emails and stuff. Because I get emails that come in after I go to bed. Of course. coming in from Vancouver, L.A. or something. Oh, like auditions and whatnot. Right. I see. Okay. Well, actually, one of my questions was if you could tell me the day in the life of an agent. So you get up at 5 a.m., do have breakfast. Have breakfast. Go on the uh, internet already. And <laughs> check. Uh, well, I, I read the news, you know, all kinds of news, local news, world news, all that sort of stuff. It's awesome. And then get into the breakdowns and the emails and start taking care of that. And then get on the subway and go to the office. And right. by then, there's usually some breakdowns coming in. So you just do those uh, online. I mean, that's pretty fast. Okay. Um, and they come sort of 
irregular. I mean, it used to be like, like I said, back in the day, you would get breakdowns up until like one o'clock okay. and that would be it. Oh, but now it's all the time. Wow. All the time. 5 a.m., wow. midnight, you know, whatever. So it's, it's replying to those and then going through the emails and I probably get about, I would say 400 emails a day. No. Oh my gosh. I have a hard time replying to five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them are group emails, you know, for all of the characters or right. something. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot. So <sighs> have to get through those. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're inspiring me, man. I, yeah. Honestly, I, I have to tell myself, Melissa, just reply. I get anxiety over emails. I don't know what it is. Oh, I do too. Do you? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. with 400, I bet. I mean, when, when <laughs> I get on the subway, um, which is makes me crazy that we don't have internet on, on the subway. Oh, I know. Everywhere else. New York, everywhere. Yes, it's yes. ridiculous. It makes me nuts. But, <laughs> there, but there is internet in stations. Oh, okay. So I try to do the beat the beat the internet, okay. where I try to load it before we get out of the station. Ah, so smart. I can get the email <laughs> and then I start answering them, and then I send them when we get to the next station. Of course. Once I get back on the internet, so uh, yeah, it's quite a game. Smart. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that they don't have it on the Go Train yet, because the Go Train is like I what, know. 17 bucks away? Oh my like, God, I would go crazy. Honestly, I, I uh, up until recently, I lived in Ajax, and so I was traveling oh. back and forth. And man, it's first off so expensive. Yep. So why isn't there Wi-Fi? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's so silly. Yeah. So wow. yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to do, and then a lot of phone calls and. Um, scheduling and all that sort of stuff so right. yeah, it goes it goes pretty fast and then I usually try and leave pretty early okay the office and get home because I don't like to eat late so I like to eat early but I'm usually doing stuff right till I go to bed like 10 10 30 okay yeah. wow oh my goodness well then you need a vacation then I think this is true. wow yes. and so you that, that's my goal is to do that and then of course I have I have career goals right for my clients right. you know there are some that I uh, you know, just get out of school and you know they have phenomenal potential. And mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's hard to, to get them out there and get people to notice that, you know? Right. And uh, so that's my goal for some of those people. You would think that it being the characters that it'd be a lot easier you would for think. them to yeah. Yeah, see, huh? I mean, I have many people on series and many people doing films and stuff. And sometimes it's still... Hard. A grind to really? get casting people to to trust you. Wow. Like, you've booked so many of my people. Right. Why are you not believing me this time? Right. You know? I've got the eye. I know. This is, yes. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is what's frustrating about hmm. it. Yeah. But, you know, on, in their position, really, they only have so many slots. You know, hmm. they their, their budgets get tighter. You know, production only allows them to do, say, one day of audition oh, oh. so they only have time to see 10 people of course so and they get at least 500 submissions oh my so gosh. they have to figure out what 10 people to bring in mm. so my job is to try and get one of those or two of those slots you know? right so that's the difficult part right yeah wow and time constraints i mean a lot of the stuff is very fast turnaround hmm. you know we can get a breakdown at one o'clock and auditioned at four for nine o'clock the next morning 
Really? Yeah. Wow. That Very must be really nice. hard on a lot of the actors, but it is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and unfortunately, that's sort of the way it is now. Yep. And, and the actor has to decide. <clears throat> okay, I have to do this. Right. This is what or you want to do. Get a shot sure. It, so. Yeah. Fair. That yeah. makes sense. And now, of course, they do so many self tapes. That's actually what well, my next question was going to be. Okay, so they do. So that does that is that because of the budget for casting the one day? It's a little bit of all of that, you know. Right. It's just the volume of people, and and basically casting says, okay, I can only see ten people. So if, if you want to get your person in, get them on tape, and and right. I will watch it. Right. And <clears throat> so a lot of uh, self tapes are happening now, and hmm. again with very fast turnaround. Hmm. And you know, some clients are brilliant at it. They can do eight pages, no problem, you know, by the end of the day or first thing in the morning. And there are other people that find it difficult, you right? Know? And, and I don't blame them, right? So yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but that's where we are now. It's that competitive, mm-hmm. and you know, and some people say, and you may have been asked this question before, hmm. that some people say, oh, you know, I don't know anyone that's ever booked anything from a tape. Uh, actually. I, I do know someone who's booked something from a tape. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. One of my boys booked a series. Whoa. From a tape. No a way. Series. Wow. Okay. Yes. My I friend mean, booked like a small role in in some movie uh, a while ago, but yeah, straight from a tape. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So a series. It, it, it does happen. And no fault, no audition after that. Just that one. Just the one. Well, this is this is what happened. Wow. So he <laughs> he went on tape for one of the series regulars, and then someone else was was on a shortlist for it and he was no longer on the shortlist. So they said, oh. well, can you go on tape for the guest star of the first episode? So he did that. He went on tape and he was brilliant. Oh. And we sent it. And then three weeks later, they called and said, you know what? We want to test him for this series regular part. And I was like, oh, I thought it went away. <laughs> no, no, we're still looking. Okay. So they were going to do a whole chemistry test, fly him to Montreal, blah, 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 the whole screen test, everything. And literally the next day, they were like, no, the network approved him. He's got it. Wow. I know. I always wow. had a heart attack. Yeah. That's amazing. Is that the same one that's on the Hallmark movies? Nope. Nope. Wow. No. You have quite the roster. That's I amazing. I very, very lucky. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a fun little game that I like to do at the end of my <laughs> podcast. So I don't know if, if I actually should have asked you beforehand. Usually I do. So um, I, I love to pull little angel tarot cards for the people that come on my show. And I don't know what your beliefs are, if you have any problem with it, but it's just like a fun little thing where I'm like, going to give you a little psychic reading for fun. Cool. So are you down? Yes. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of felt drawn to pick a card from this deck for you. So have you ever done a psychic reading or a tarot reading before? I have not. Yes. Okay. I love when that happens. So this one's called The Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. Okay. It's by a lady named Colette Baron-Reed, and um, I saw her live. Uh, and she pulled people out of the audience and just blew everyone's mind. Wow. I thought, must buy her cards. So, um, yeah, so I, I just do this for all my guests, and it's just a fun little thing that I like to do. And, yeah, it just makes it a little bit different, you Excellent. know, okay. right? Got to differentiate yourself among all the rest. Okay, so um, two things. You can either ask a specific question or you can uh, ask for general knowledge. So whatever you'd like. Um, Let's go with general knowledge. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go with this one. Why not? 
Okay, so I pulled the Lady of Lightning. Okay. And it's faced up, so it represents surprises and sometimes shock. Okay. So you can take a look at that. So I'm going to read the little blurb. Actually, could you tell me the number of that one? 30 35. Perfect. So what I tell my guests, any thoughts, feelings, ideas, sensations that pop into your brain as I'm reading this little description is relevant to what you need to know. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. As an ally, the Lady of Lightning brings powerful forces of change into your life. She tells you to expect a sudden shift in your circumstances. Perhaps a situation you weren't anticipating arises and offers you the opportunity of a lifetime or a series of aha moments culminates in a pivotal flash of insight causing everything to change just like that. Maybe someone enters your life and pushes you to new heights. You may have a brilliant idea that hits you like lightning. Be prepared. Change is imminent and a total paradigm shift may be upon you. Don't resist the changes as this kind of lightning isn't something you want to fight. Great things are happening when the Lady of Lightning appears. Wow. I like that. Sounds like a positive one. Yeah. I like that. Does that feel somewhat relevant possibly? Well, Mm. uh, yeah. I mean, the way this business is, I mean, really things can change so fast right. and overnight. I mean, that's sort of like the great part about the business. I mean, yes, it's very stressful and you, you know, get into screaming matches with people and Oh no, really? Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, producers wow. or casting, you know, negotiating, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but that that thing where you you call someone and you tell them, or in my case sometimes, I really like to give people big news in person right so sometimes i will trick them into like coming to the office or <laughs> or i will go where they are oh wow and tell them you know your life's about to change you oh. just got this series or Stop. this movie or, that's so sweet it, well it's for it's really selfish because it's for me I mean, <laughs> it really just gives me so much joy wow and and it can really happen you know mm-hmm. that I, I've, I've gone to restaurants where I have clients that are working as waiters yeah. and saying, you know what, you just got this big movie. Yeah. So you can quit if you want to <laughs> right wow. now. That kind of thing. Um, oh. So, yeah, that, that can happen, you know, oh. pretty fast in the business. So uh, I'm, I am no longer, what well, I want to say, I'm no longer shocked, but uh, I'm no longer that shocked right. when stuff happens out of the blue. Right. Kind of just go with the flow of it. Absolutely. That's amazing. You just reminded me of um, so much smaller than a giant movie. But when I was younger, uh, I'm obsessed with books and I love chapters. I was always going to chapters. And so I had applied for a job at chapters and I I went to uh, the interview and I was telling the guy, I was like, I got to work here. This would be a dream come true. Like, this is my favorite store in the universe. And then when he called me to tell me that I got the job, he called me and he's like, well, I'm about to make your dreams come true. I was like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's great. It was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was so lovely. And actually, when I got Cricket, when I got the game show that I'm doing right now, I happened to be in New York and I just seen Kate Blanchett on Broadway. And I was so like so blown away and then and then I got the call that I got cricket and I was like oh my god oh my god I don't have to work at Joey's anymore okay okay great it was wonderful yeah Yeah. 
So I love when that happens. Yeah, how so, wonderful. So yeah, I, uh, nothing nothing would surprise me. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's talking about personal stuff. Could I mean, be anything. Could be. Yeah. You know, um, I would you know love to find a condo or something that I could buy. Ooh. Know, maybe that'll happen you know next week. <laughs> yeah, um, next week. You yeah. Never know. yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well. Honestly, this has been an amazing episode. Thank you so much for coming. I've Thank had such a good time. I hope you had it as well. Yes, Wonderful. absolutely. Anytime. Ready? Yo, you want to come back? Sure. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. Maybe get an actor's panel and you can review some. Yes. That's an interesting I've, I've, idea, I've actually. Done that, uh, several times, actually. Really? Yeah, some acting schools that have invited uh, me and, and a couple other agents, and we go and give a talk and all that sort of stuff. And, and I've oh. done uh, the National Theater School in Montreal. Okay. Asked me to come and talk to the graduating class about the business and wow. what to expect and all that sort of stuff. So. That's so awesome that you're so open to just, you know, relaying all your knowledge well, and helping. I mean, it really helps me too. I mean, it's mm. always good to, to have someone, you know, not to put them out there without any knowledge of how the business works. Right. You know, and I've had meetings with people that are right out of theater school and have no idea how it works. Yeah. And I find that very frustrating. So I will contact schools and say, you know, if you ever want someone to come and talk, I will do that. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, it it helps us too. Wow. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to finish on uh, my little motto for the show that the grass is always greenest where you are right now. So it's just a little reminder. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it? Really? Yes. It's a reminder to just be present and grateful for where you are. Because it's hard for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, to be present. So you're you're absolutely right, though. I have to. Well, you know what, though? Because, I mean, it makes sense. You're constantly answering emails and you're on on the phone and you're go, go, go. That, yeah, that must be super hard. Um, I can tell you myself, I I think the whole world, we're part of a social media generation. Everybody's glued to their phones. Everyone has a hard time being present, I think. That's why meditation is so popular right now, right? That's true. So I, I bet there's tons of people listening that can relate to you saying that so i appreciate the honesty i have to learn how to do that decompress well maybe on your upcoming trip Uh, you might did you say vancouver a little bit of everything Kelowna, vancouver of course i have a client shooting out there so i'm going to see pop in there nice and and then uh, in lower bc to wonderful wonderful well i hope that's an amazing trip for you. you Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did. I truly had a blast talking to Brian. What an awesome guy. And for all the actors out there, I hope you're now motivated to go out and get yourself a great agent like him. I know I am. I'm super pumped from everything that I learned. So uh, I hope that you got a lot from this episode. And don't forget, guys, I have a special sponsor for this episode send a scroll and if you would like to purchase a send a scroll for Christmas or just for any special event in the future head on over to sendascroll.com and you can use my namaste special discount 10% off your order just use the code namaste and that will give you the special discount thank you so much for listening guys and as always I'm sending you so much love light and motivation to go slay at your goals Namaste. Namaste.